the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. In a recent poll, 77% of all Americans think Joe Biden is far too old to do anything other than soil his trousers. It turns out one in three Americans, when they hear the word senile, think of Joe Robinette. Why are my socks wet, Biden? I don't know how they came to that idea. I really don't. I don't think anybody can deny the impact of the climate crisis anymore. Uh-huh. Is that the one I did, or is this one? I didn't know anything like that, but I lightly struck. These are almost words, squirrel. You, ha- you have to understand, he can't finish them. It's due to the senility that is eating his brain like Pac-Man. My house, we had to be out of that house for about seven months while it was repaired because so much damage was done to the house and half the house almost collapsed. Do you know why we're talking about the fire in his house, Squirrel? Neither does he. It's because we started off talking about the hurricane. How does that link to the fire in his house? Nobody knows, but it doesn't matter because he is the perfect face of Democrat mafia corruption. He earned his post in La Cosa Nostra. What is your reaction to House Republicans who say that they're urging a investigation into the federal response in Maui? I welcome a federal response in Maui. No, 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 no. Listen, old man, you already had a federal response. It's about an investigation into the federal response, because it turns out it looks like that fire was not only added to by the electric company, but started by the electric company. It's why millions of uh, 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 or thousands of Maui citizens are now suing the electric company, and and they're going to sue the government who didn't have any water in the fire hydrants. This seems to be a problem, but it will not be deterred from raising money for FEMA, another federal agency of corruption and incompetence and absolute uselessness, kind of like the FBI, except they have better jackets. Because there's still a lot of questions uh, among officials in Maui and Lahaina and across Hawaii about who was in charge in the hours as the fires burned and in the hours after. You're a veteran local emergency management official, uh, state emergency management official, not at the federal level. How do you assess how officials there responded? Uh, Are there lessons to be learned perhaps for other communities? And is your agency prepared to work with congressional Republicans if they launch investigations as they say they will? Um, again, I was not there during the response, and so I would um, be out of line to assess how they responded during the time because I did not experience what they were experiencing. This is my favorite part about government. The bureaucracy is so incompetent, but it always has plausible deniability. It's like when you go to your own local municipalities in the sewer, once great city of Chicago, and you try to get anything done, and the moron says, oh, I didn't know. 
That's another investigator, and I don't know why they gave you the ticket. And they give you the runaround to hope you forget about asking questions. And that's exactly what Democrats perfected. And that's why the dumbest people in the uh, politics body happen to be in charge of the bureaucracies. That's how it works. And this dimwit, Chriswell, earned her way, unlike the Kamala Harris way, at least we, we think so. But she got there because she's just dumb enough with the plausible deniability excuse-making gift. Uh, what the federal government does is we come in and we support their efforts, and that's exactly what we did, and we will continue to support their recovery and their rebuilding efforts as they move forward. So now in the meantime, like every other government entity, they will capitalize on catastrophe, on failure, and they will work in their corruption tied right to it. Yes, they will. Senator Scott is demanding an immediate vote, as you know, on disaster aid in the Senate uh, next week. He says, quote, Biden and politicians in Washington have been playing games with FEMA's disaster relief fund and insisting that this critical domestic aid be tied aid for Ukraine to foreign aid for Ukraine. We demand that Congress does what's right for American families, starting with ensuring our federal government has all the resources it needs to show up after disasters now and in the future. Now, we have $130 billion that we've given to the most corrupt country in Europe, the only one that would tolerate the corrupt Joe Biden, and cut him in the deal, the way it it turns out. And there are very little questions to be asked about that. So they're going to tie any funding, as we are already paying their crooked politicians that stole our money, we're paying their their pensions to their workers for the government and to the government itself. The the whole country prior to the invasion, you could have bought it for a little bit more than a, than a family ticket to Disney World. Now, in the meantime, they're raking it in, and the wives are shopping in Paris and all the rest of it. So they're going to tie funding to FEMA. But don't think that that's gonna, they're going to wait for this bill to pass. Oh, no. In the simultaneous uh, interview today, or the, the uh, press secretary gave us some more information outside of the bill tied to Ukraine and FEMA we got more money going. Also today, the, the Biden-Harris administration is announcing a new package of security assistance for Ukraine to meet Ukraine's critical security and defense needs. It includes additional mine-clearing equipment, missiles for air defense, ammunition for artillery and HIMARS systems, and over 3 million rounds of small arms ammunition. This package will help Ukrainian forces on the battlefield and support its air defenses as Russia continues to launch brutal, brutal strikes against... Now, in the meantime, what exactly is happening in Maui? You notice how the investigation has kind of tapered off? We don't really hear much about that. What we do know is that there's nefarious aspects and accusations by citizens in Maui, from the beginning of the fire to the result of the the fire and the fact that there was no water in the hydrants. Yet I can't get any information on that. But what we will hear is more and more vacations. Oh, it's true. Not for you. Of course not. You're suffering under the destruction of our economy. But for the people in government, they're having the time of their life. Kind of like the FEMA employees, over a 100 of them, that were sent to a $1,000 a night resort in Maui. They're still going to have the time. And the dimwit in diapers, he's going on vacation tomorrow. And then a second question closer to home. Will the president stay in Washington this weekend, given what's going on in Florida? We don't know the extent of damage. The week ahead had him leaving on Friday to go home to Republic. As you just heard directly from the administrator, we do not have an assessment, obviously. She's going to be going to uh, to Florida tomorrow at the president's direction, and she will be with Governor DeSantis uh, throughout the day. I, I can confirm uh, before coming out here, the, uh, the president did uh, connect with Governor Kemp, uh, of the, of the governor of Georgia, obviously. And so that conversation uh, did, did happen. He's also going to try and connect uh, with the governor of South Carolina. It's an interesting thing happening now because of the storm 
that hit Florida. They're inundating the citizens with round-the-clock coverage, and they're picking the very worst areas. But no one is mentioning, as they didn't mention with Ian, the uh, storm in 1960 called Donna that followed the exact same path and had the exact same destruction pattern. And what they're not going to mention to the people now is a storm in 1993 called the No Name Storm, which was twice as devastating as this storm. But this will once again be used as a catalyst to fund more corruption. And when there are questions asked about their failing between arson and power lines, there's always going to be an excuse. You're talking about huge numbers of Americans suddenly not having power because well, the company makes a determination that... Well, but by the way, uh, you know, we also know how many huge number of Americans have died, how many huge number of Americans have, for example... Now, he loses track here because he's trying to calculate how many Americans have died in Florida. Now, what we know is that the, the storm was actually far less devastating than anticipated, and the vast majority of Floridians, in particular those that live among the coast, already evacuated. So it doesn't look to be as devastating as the government wanted it to be. What he should focus on is the amount of people that died in Maui that they refused to release the numbers on, because it looks like it could be over a 1,000 people who not only died, but it seems may have been redirected into the fire by the Maui authorities. More forest has been burned to the ground since I've become, in the time I've been doing this. I want you to focus on the fact he cannot finish a sentence. Than the entire square miles of the state of Maryland. Imagine the entire state of Maryland burning to the ground. That's how much is already burned to the ground. So I think as we try to harden the capacity to transmit energy, it's not irrational to make a judgment that you may have to, in a certain circumstance, shut off the power. I just don't know enough to know the detail of how to do that. I'm this is brilliant. Now, not to be outdone in America's Got Senility concert, which I think, contest, which I think will be hosted by Simon Cowell, who now looks like an ad for Don't Do Painkillers. Uh, the Republicans wanted to have a contestant in the game, so they put forward Jiminy Cricket, also known as Old Lady Face, also known as Mitch McConnell, married to a Chinese shipping heiress whose wealth quadrupled since she had the tie the knot ceremony. I think it's the same year of the no-name storm that hit Florida. However, here he is, the itchy Mitch. Senator, you're up for election Three short years. What are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry, I had a hard time hearing you. That's okay. What are your thoughts on running for re-election in 2026? What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election. Isn't this great? Why is it like I, I, I volunteered to be an intern or an orderly at Villa Scalabrini? What the hell is going on here? We're not related to these fracking people. In 2026. That's it. He's in full glitch mode. Now he's standing there with that stupid look on his face. He looks exactly like Jiminy Cricket if he had his shoes stolen, and he refuses to talk. Hit him with a pie. Senator running for re-election in 2026. Hit him with a pie. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Yeah, we're going to need a minute. And they cover it up. And they take his wrinkled ass off stage. This is the most powerful Republican in the Senate. Are you freaking kidding me? How stupid, how incompetent, how corrupt does somebody have to be? Under crooked Joe Biden, our country is going through some very difficult times. The rule of law is being destroyed and the justice system is being wielded as a weapon against Joe Biden's political opponents, me primarily. 
Over the past few months, I've heard from countless Americans who are deeply disturbed by these appalling political persecutions and attacks. I want to say to you today, do not despair and do not lose hope. Every injustice they throw at us, every hoax, witch hunt, and abuse of power must only harden our will and steel to resolve to save our nation. This is the nation we love. We will save it. We will not let this happen. Our vindication will come on Election Day 2024. We will take back power from these lunatic, sick, and sinister people. We will expose their corruption for history to see, and justice will be done. So keep on fighting and turn all of our frustration and your frustration and energy into determination to achieve an epic victory in November 2024. Nothing is more important. This will be the most important election in the history of our country. No, I don't know, Big Donnie. I disagree with you on a few points, and I also disagree on this point. You see, the biggest election was the one that we didn't fight, that we knew that was stolen by this dimwit in diapers. And the idea that I should get excited about somehow winning when nobody has told me why they will not do the exact same shenanigans that allowed this seditious conspirator with soiled trousers to pretend to be president and destroy everything. So until I get an answer on that, I'm not going to get too excited. I understand we should participate and put lipstick on the pig that is our corrupt government, but I choose not to. And if the Republican Party doesn't do something about this fraud that we've all been suffering under, and the fact that they, too, have senile dimwits in very important positions, then my answer to you is this. Nothing like Michael Corleone. As for the gaming license, you'll pay for that, too. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. So it's interesting. We uh, have changed over our call screen, and I had sent the clip to the lovely Honey Bunny, and I couldn't find it on the call screen, and I thought maybe I didn't send it, and I asked Honey Bunny. It turns out the clip has been redacted. The clip was of a Maui resident driving as a fence was put up in record time by the government. And the fence is blacked out so that no one can see it. And the fence is the entire area of the fire. There are no investigators. There are no reporters. There are no answers. So, see, FEMA, instead of doing its job and being an emergency response organization, is another government entity steeped in misappropriation of funds, scandal, and hiding the truth from the American people. So I've got a call I want to take on the line, and I've got a very simple answer. Let's go with Frank in Crystal Lake. Hi, how are you doing? Long time listener, laugh my buttocks off, oh, and I, you. you know, and uh, no, I got a T-shirt for you, buddy. Oh, uh, I just turned seventy-five. Um, what you know? Who's running this country? I know it's not Biden. The bureaucracy itself, Frank. The bureaucracy no, here, itself. Here. Of corruption. You know what? I, I've been watching all kinds of news, okay? Uh-huh. The DOJ is corrupt. Blinken's corrupt. Uh, Susan Yenel's corrupt. Alejandro Lamar on the border is corrupt. What do they all have in common? 
Jack Smith, all these guys. What do they all have in common? Frank, you know this. The government itself is the problem. The bureaucracy is 22 million people strong. It's like my why old neighborhood. Best yeah, guys in the world, and they vote for the government growth, the government spending, because they want a piece of the action, right? So that's well, the problem. The country was father in crime and corruption. You knew that. Yeah, of course it was. But, and it had stipulations where they were supposed to answer to representatives. And now I've got news for you. The Department of Justice ruled today that the Congress does not have the right to have FBI agents questioned. So the subpoenas where they're going to question, how in the world did you miss this and all the other stuff that we have absolute evidence, as we've always had that I, I Joe Biden is I listened to that, and I, and, I, and I laughed my buttocks off. I'm thinking, what the hell is going on in this country? The it's the reason your the ancestors world. left Italy. It's the reason all our other ancestors left Marxist, communist countries. The reasons the former Soviets make the best Americans. The problem is they got here too late. We became my them. Mom, my mom was Hungarian descent. Yeah. You know, and it was a communist country. They left. They loved this country. This, my grandfather said, so difference between communism and the United States, the United States is communism and white laws. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I could argue, I could argue for, for the three hours and prove beyond the shadow of a doubt, we are communist. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, this is a communist country. You got more freedom in a communist country than in this country. Well, I'll tell you this. Russia has a 13% flat tax, and I think China does too. Thank you very much, Frank. And that's the truth. So what's happened here? What's happened here is deception. Absolute deception. Like this crumb, Mitch McConnell, elected in the 80s, bust out corporatist fraud. What's his net worth? I mean, I understand that they section it off like the Bidens do. How many LLCs and trusts and his communist father-in-law and the communist Matahari wife? What's the net worth? And now I'm supposed to be, oh, come on, don't be mean. He's old. Old. This crooked bastard should have died 30 years ago. We'd all be better off. In the meantime, he stands there with that stupid Jiminy Cricket look on his face as an example of everything wrong. And taking the attention away from the other dimwit in diapers who's destroying my country. I didn't anything like that, but I lightly struck my house. We had to be out of that. Shut up. I only wish you were standing on a roof holding a, a, a one iron. Uh, Matt, Indiana. Sean, I love your show. I just want to ask a very simple question. I've heard no one ask about the Maui fires. Maui is an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. How is there no water in the fire hydrants? Because the Democrats are in charge of putting the water in. And they don't do their job, A, if you're kind. B, they don't do their job unless you pay them if you're Chicago aware. Or C, they just wanted to see the mayhem if you subscribe to the eco-Nazis have infiltrated our government. Which I think you can say one, two, and three is all true. Thank you very much, man. Nobody wants to talk about that. And then there are no investigators allowed in. There's still no report. How long ago was the fire? There's nothing. There's no information. Why? It's an information blackout. Kind of like exactly how many National Guardsmen are in Africa and exactly what's happening on with the coup d'etats. What are we at? Nine now? Nobody wants to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Mitchell, this planes. Hey, you talk about deception, Sean. Well, as we just, you know, descend on this uh, full moon in Pisces, it's all about lies. It's all about secrets being unearthed, especially with this Brandon Johnson. This idiot goes and covers for this, this fellow uh, Chicago uh, teacher. Fatty Bumbalatti? Uh, Let's call her Fatty Bumbalatti. She got a lawyer, Fatty Bumbalatti. 
Yeah, the big fatty Bubba Liddy, uh, you know, decides to bring a gun to a, a baseball game, and then he interrupts, he interferes with the police investigation. Literally. Yeah. I mean, literally stops. I mean, what, what is yeah. going on here? Well, I certainly don't joke. blame the security at Sox Park, because if you see the fatty Bumbalatti coming through, what, are you going to look for it in her Fumunda cheese? Not me. Come on through, fatso. <laughs> Try to get through the turnstile. It's a disgrace. And the perfect example of a Chicago public school teacher, like Karen Lewis. She finally found a diet that worked. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Good. Sean, don't you think it's about time for term limits? I mean, how much more embarrassment? How much hey. more embarrassment is this country going to take, brother? Listen, you know, you here's got the, the beauty: you got the you got what the you... minority leader in the Senate, you got Feinstein in the Senate, yeah. and you got Pelosi. Rich, how many laws are on the books, Rich? How many oh, laws? Oh my God! You don't need another one. The ones that we have on the books don't matter. You're going to pretend that we're going to, well, and now we're going to do term they need limits. To they need to... about it. No, they don't. You need secession. You need absolute secession, and uh, to prove that there's a swindler afoot and why you the good american must always be suspicious i unearthed a tape yes i did i'm not quite sure when the other fatty bumbleetti who had the fat bastard surgery known as al 10 keys a week sharpton ran for president but guess who's questioning al sharpton at a democrat invite only question and answer from potential candidates guess who guess who you're gonna guess squirrel you know him as Vivek. Reverend Sharpton, hello. I'm Vivek, and I want to ask you, uh, last week on the show we had Senator Kerry, and this week, and then the week before, we had Senator Edwards, and my question for you is... Okay, so it's 2004. There you go. Of all the Democratic candidates out there, why should I vote for the one with the least political experience? Well, you shouldn't, because I have the most political experience. (laughs) I got involved in the political... uh, movement when i was when the fbi got you on a cocaine tape and we'll play that and i'll take your calls and more when i get back make money smoke cigars and live free on the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer am 560 the answer i cannot believe that there are not senators demanding mitch mcconnell be removed immediately you know this is the problem what exactly is the republican party what what a disgrace what an absolute disgrace we couldn't be in a situation this bad if the republican party did its job as well they're like the fbi what the hell were you idiots doing and now you, you sit here and you watch the Democrats, the seditious conspirators, and you see how they have destroyed the, the premise of our nation itself. And now I have to pretend that they're somehow Americans and that they're, we're just, we just have nuanced disagreements. No, we don't. They're going to do everything they did to get to this position again next election year. Book it right now. There will be another lockdown. Now, granted, it will be major pushback in the free states. But in the Democrat mafia-controlled states, the idiots that would accept Democrats as an option, they're more than happy to lock your ass down. Believe me. Any, any, any Democrat that would openly vote for Biden or support the idea that Al Sharpton is anything other than a low-life scumbag. I want to I set the table again. Vivek Ramaswamy, when he was an out-of-the-closet Democrat, this might have been when his mom was working for the company that was running the tests on the drug that failed that he later acquired and 
pumped and dumped it. This is 2004, Vivek Ramaswamy, when the fat Al Sharpton was fat back then, kind of like the CPS teacher that smuggled the gun in the Sox Park. Asking a question. Reverend Sharpton, hello. I'm Vivek, and I want to ask you, uh, last week on the show we had Senator Kerry, and this week, and and, and the week before, we had Senator Edwards. And my question for you is, of all the Democratic candidates out there, why should I vote for the one with the least political experience? Well, you shouldn't, because I have the most political experience. (laughs) I got involved in the political... uh, movement when I was 12 years old. And I've been involved in social policy for the last 30 years. So don't confuse people that have a job with political experience. And I think he's right. And it's interesting when you think of the fact he kept saying we had on the show. Who was we, Vivek? How involved with the show were you in 2004? We won't get answers to this because Vivek is a shill. For the government itself, pretending to be the libertarian-minded, real uh, maverick like John McCain. I, I, I had your number right after I looked into the company. In the meantime, when it comes to Al Sharpton being the righteous champion for black communities, I said something yesterday, and I didn't get much of an answer. What community was harmed more by the influx of cocaine into America through the late 70s and 80s? Which country? Which community? The black community was devastated by the success of cocaine. Yes, it was. Now, how did they infiltrate the black communities? By using black drug distributors. That's how. And the distributor that was thought he was auditioning to move 10 kilos a week was the reverend of perpetual tax evasion, Al Sharpton. Here it is on an FBI tape. I can get it. For about thirty-five thousand a kilo, but I gotta get you know more than one. Right. You know, I mean, we're gonna do this thing. Oh, you gotta watch the real. We, we, you know, I mean, uh, ten ten kilograms is like three hundred fifty thousand. That's a drop in the bucket. You know, we can go bigger. Every kilogram we bring thirty-five hundred. So now, I don't know if you could hear it. It's an FBI tape. It's not the greatest quality. Every kilo he helps bring in and helps distribute, he gets 3500 So now the FBI agent will say, we want 10 keys a week. Can you move it? And Al, through his fat face, will get all excited about the potential commission on moving that kind of weight. That's funny when you see Fat Al and weight and his cowboy hat. You could smell him right through the tape. So I'm bringing 10 you make 35000 he can't do the math on 100 times 3,500, but he knows it's big. He'll keep me in those cowboy hats and those extra large waistline pants. Now, that video is reportedly from 1983, and after it aired, Al Sharpton threatened to sue HBO for millions of dollars. Sean Hannity. When he was good, broke that story. It was very interesting. It was actually HBO that broke the story. And Al Sharpton wanted to sue. But it's hard to sue when your big fat ass is on an FBI tape talking about how you can get rid of 10 keys. But that deal got squashed. Kind of like the $4 million he owed got squashed. And now he's on television as a personality or a reporter. What exactly is his used to be fat ass now just wrinkled and hanging? What exactly is he? In the meantime, what exactly is Vivek? 
whoever the head of, uh, uh, of, of some local bureaucracy has a job in Cambridge. That doesn't mean that they have political experience, and it doesn't mean they have the experience to uh, run the United States uh, government. So I think that we confuse title holders with political experience, as we have, uh, have seen with the present occupant in the White House. George Bush was a governor and clearly has shown he doesn't have political experience. <laughs> Excellent question, young Vivek. You've got a bright future in scams and frauding the people who are fighting the mafia as both their stars have risen. Bob in Oak Lawn. Yeah, so there is an article in Substack that's going to reason why he's all over the place MSNBC, CNN. It was involved with Chinese money. That's how he got it. I got his stock approved real quick. It was all Chinese money. It's back in 2008, I believe, something like that. It just makes makes sense. Bob, did you ever hear of a company called Instacart? Did you ever hear of a company called Instacart? Yep. Yes. So Instacart's a big company, a lot of revenue, been around for years. Do you know they've been trying to get approval for an IPO for four years? I have yet yes. to hear how Vivek got an SEC approval for an IPO. On a company, a new company created in the Bahamas with one asset, a failed, failed drug. How in the world was he able to have an IPO in the stock market and turn that company into a stock equivalent where people could invest in it? How did that happen? See, I'm getting awful sick and tired of being frauded. I'm getting awful sick and tired of being lied to. I'm getting awful sick and tired of pretending this is a republic. You see, because it's not a republic anymore. It's infiltrated by mafia members like Gina Romando. Gina Romando now is going to prove herself to be an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. Actions speak louder than words. You know, in all of my meetings, speaking with the premier and the vice premier, they were gracious. They were open. They said that China uh, wants to uh, embrace American business. Did you ask about the spy balloon? Did you ask about the malware in the servers? Did you ask about the grid back doors that are national agencies have discovered put in there by the Chinese Communist Party? Did you ask about the corruption of congressmen, senators, and the dimwit in diapers you answer to? Huh? You dimwit! Now you're going to tell me how great they are? So now, let's back that up with concrete action. Not one piece of land should the Chinese Communist Party be allowed to buy. You know where they can't buy land? Florida. Florida. They can't buy land. But you can and right now, if you get some of that land that was washed recently, you probably get a deal on it. That's what good people need to do. Three, one, but do me a favor. Keep your Democrat relatives out of my frickin' state. Build a fence like they did in Maui to hide the evidence of another government cover-up. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. It's Diana Chriswall for FEMA. She makes me sick to my stomach. She really does the dirty rat. She gave the, the, the FEMA. You know, when Ian came through, I, I, I uh, was, a, was on the, uh, I lost my car, the house, the, the, you know, all kinds of nonsense. So FEMA comes through and they want you to go fill out their paperwork right here with your paperwork. But to see these people. 
in Maui who, it was the poorest section of Maui. They got 700 bucks. And they fly 100 employees in who stay at $1,000 a night hotel accommodations. That's what it's like when government gets involved. When you see the kind of corruption and scam, I said to myself, oh, this probably has something to do with more benefits so people vote Democrat, right? Hey, guys, it's your girl, Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss the early release of SNAP benefits. That's right. SNAP is coming to your cars early. We have more states paying out the $120 summer EBT. We have work requirements starting September 1st. We're pl- Work requirements, by the way, you can say you were looking for work and you get money. So every month they get a massive increase. Summer benefits, you get hurricane benefits, you get fire benefits every month. That's how they stay in power. It's a disgrace. It truly is. That's why you have to run away from them. You have to get away from them. You have to go to a state that rejects this. Because what the welfare queen goes on to say, this isn't 20 states do not participate in this. So the rest of the country that does, the 30 other states... Those are the states you don't want to buy real estate in for certain. Because if they're willing to tolerate Joe Biden and the Marxist mafia, if they're willing to tolerate this level of incompetence and corruption, then there isn't anything they won't tolerate for 120 bucks extra a month. Placement benefits and more. So if you want to know what is going on in the lovely world of EBT, you already know what to do. Stay tuned. Your girl's got you covered. Now, if this is your first time tuning into my channel, Hi, hello, hey, friends. My name is Shalay, and here on this channel, we discuss shopping, saving, and everything in between. I would love... There you go. I want to give her the proper, you know, time to get her website out. Well over 500,000 people. Dominic, Glendale Heights. Yes, we need secession, and the thing we need is for the red states to pull the benefits from the moochers so yeah. they move out, go to the blue states, and then we can bankrupt the blue states. Okay. Well, you know, we'll buy it back when they go bankrupt, like like the, like the neighborhoods. In the meantime, Dominic, you know what we should do? The red states, when they do secede, join BRICS. Because what these idiots did yeah. to the dollar, yeah. I'm more interested in a new currency. Thank you, Dominic. Yeah. Great, great minds think alike. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Hello, Sean, and thank you for taking my call. Wow, I didn't even recognize you. You're not putting together some sort of a set or a car. You're not, you're not banging dishes around. You feel okay? Hey, I'm in the middle of cooking my dinner. All right, wonderful. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, there was that, you're, you're, you're right over the target here with this Maui thing because um, there was a couple of reports I've seen on some of these other uh, programs that were people that were there. That not only do they have that black fence they put up, they put, hey, they can't put up a border for us, but they got this border all around that thing immediately. Or, you know, but here's the thing. They wouldn't let, they wouldn't let people go in there with their camera and take any pictures. They wouldn't. They won't allow any uh, drones to fly over net. And they got all the military people. They got the military people out there, not to help the people do anything. It's to take and guard all of that area. Yes. What the? Yeah. There's something going on there. Yeah, because they, 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 it, 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 it was. If it was, you know, if it wasn't direct arson, it was indirect from the electric company that started it. That's exactly what happened. There's only there's only three ways fire starts. Three ways and three ways only: lightning, lava, and man. And that's it. And that's it. So if it isn't one and two, then guess what it is? It's three. And the government can't have you realize they're completely incompetent at best and absolutely corrupt if you can read, especially where Democrats are in charge. And we'll get to Chicago stories later. George in Naperville. 
Sean, did you hear a life-size bronze statue of Obama awarding Biden the Medal of Freedom as planned for the entrance of Barack's library here in Good. Chicago? It's perfect. They should put all the all the communists, all the seditious conspirators, every saboteur to the principles of our nation right in the city of communism, the capital of corruption, the short-in-the-pants Democrat mafia, formerly great city of Chicago, now destroyed ghetto. By the way, we got a, we got a Chicago story. I think we do. City officials calling for a crackdown on crime as an armed robbery spree continues across Chicago. Calling for a crackdown. Why don't you arrest? Why don't you arrest and imprison? Why don't you why don't you solve the problems? That's what you're paid to do. But you'd rather steal the public money from chaos. You and your posse. I do like the way this new Lori Lightfoot wears the suits, though. Much better than the former. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Most of our listeners who have come from the former Soviet Union, communist Cuba, or other corrupt totalitarian societies, know that the only way you can exist is if you collaborate with the corruption in these entities in these countries. It's exactly what it's like when we're talking specifically about municipal unions. That's why they have such a stronghold. They are a labor extortion mafia. Who better to discuss this with than my next guest, who is the president of the National Right to Work Committee? His name is Mark Mix. Mark, how are you, brother? Well, Sean, I'm doing fine. I've been listening to you, so my blood pressure's up a little bit. But uh, let's try. So let's try to calm down a little bit, huh? Well, I never calm down, brother. I sleep like this. <laughs> but I will tell you this: yeah. what one thing that irritates me is this short in the pants mafia, and nobody is a better example of this than this scallywag scum. Sean O'Brien, this half-assed tough guy. And what he really thrives in is political corruption. And where he really earns his $722,000 a year salary is through misrepresenting the Worker Party United nonsense. But what he does is run a real multi-billion dollar money laundering scheme, does he not? Well, indeed, you're talking about the new Teamster president who's, uh, when quoted about the strike, uh, the potential strike at UPS, said, we've organized, we've mobilized, now it's time to pulverize. And the same union and president that allowed 22,000 Teamsters to be laid off when Yellow Freight went bankrupt. I mean, this is the type of operation that he's running. And frankly, he doesn't care about union rank and file workers. He cares about power for the Teamsters. And that's pretty, pretty evident uh, with the way he talks and the way he walks. Well, he's a pretend Marxist. Right. Because he's somebody who talks this Marxist claptrap while living himself like a successful entrepreneur or capitalist. How do uh, so many members uh, who are good guys, for the most part, who don't subscribe to the mafia, but have to partake in it in order to get jobs or keep jobs? How are they accepting this short in the pants gangster? Well, I don't think they're accepting it very well. But unfortunately, Sean, as 
so in 23 states, they can be compelled to pay dues and fees uh, to that union that doesn't represent them, basically. It represents themselves when it comes to dealing with a Biden administration that uh, talks about being pro-union, but really what he really is is pro-union boss and uh, against the rank and file. His, his record shows that he's he's made life worse for rank and file union members across the country like ordinary citizens, non-union oh. citizens as well, but he's certainly made union bosses stronger, more powerful, and richer. That's for sure. You know why I'm so aggravated at this? I have a long history in this world. Long history in this world. And I could have easily been one of these half-assed gangsters. But the reality is, it is a scam. And I think more and more people are aware of it. In fact, public or private sector unions are suffering. Are, there, are they not? Indeed they are. They only represent about 6% of the private sector workforce in America today. And they only thrive where the corruption gets rewarded in politics. And yet in the Democrat sewers, what's the membership like there? Well, it's uh, it's a little it's probably double in the force union states because there's a revenue incentive there. They can go to a state that doesn't have a right to work law and they can they can demand force dues and fees immediately upon getting elected or getting union certification. And Sean, that dynamic changed dramatically last Friday with an NLRB decision that says we will no longer have secret ballot elections Ooh. to certify unions in workplaces across the country. We won't even have card check anymore. What we have is someone walking into a place of business to say Sean, I represent your employees now. A majority of them support me. You need to recognize me and bargain with me over their terms and conditions of employment. And you say, how can this be? There's been no union organizer here. And Sean, the clock starts ticking the moment that person talks to you that if you don't go to the NLRB as the boss and say, I want a majority election, I want what's called an RM election. If you don't do that in two weeks, the federal government will impose union on you. You'll be forced to bargain. There'll be a bargaining order and away you go. That uh, is a conspiracy. This is a really outrageous grab. Well, that is a seditious yeah. conspiracy. Because how in the world could yeah. that ever be enforced in a private entity? It cannot. It can only exist with the enforcement agent of the government who legitimizes an extortion tactic. That is an extortion tactic that you described. That's exactly right. And, and it basically overturns 50 years of legal precedent going back to a Supreme Court decision in 1969 and another one in 1971 that said the best way to decide whether people want to be in a union is give them a secret ballot election. The unions can't take that anymore because they can't, they can't get people to sign up petitions to have elections unless it's, of course, Starbucks. And what this means for Starbucks is that any now, any day, a union organizer can walk into a Starbucks unit anywhere in the country, demand recognition, and because Starbucks... Starbucks, the company, has been adjudicated as an unfair labor practice person that's created unfair labor practices. They can't even get the RM election that would prove that the union doesn't have a majority. So now the employer has to is, is under the burden to provide the fact that there is no majority, even though there's no proof of any majority. There's no cards. There's no petition. It's just a man walking in saying, hey, we represent your employees now. This is so infuriating because this is an organization of crime. This is an organization of manipulation and corrupt deals. In fact, the only reason they even exist is because they have special dispensation from the government. When they passed Obamacare, they cut how many deals to this labor extortion mafia? And it's the only reason they offer any kind of a deal. But um, there are states that reject this. What is the difference in the budgets and the financial status of the states that have not been infected with the cancer of corruption as the, as the municipal worker unions? 
Yeah, well, let me go specifically about unfunded liabilities per capita for public pension plans. Right-to-work states, the unfunded liabilities are around 18000 In the states that have forced unionism and union monopoly bargaining, it's about $32,000 in in unfunded liabilities. I mean, no no unfunded liability is a good thing, Sean, but where union bosses can elect their own bosses in the public sector, that's where things get really funky. And, of course, Illinois and California and New York are the case studies that are most prevalent there, those folks are teetering on the edge of bankruptcy because of the power of the government unions. Now, it seems to be that the uh, the collusion and corruption has gone back to the real stronghold in uh, labor extortion mafias when the Capone brothers, through the Republican Party, implemented their position in Chicago. Um, how have they been able to navigate with all of the corruption of the, the heads of these unions, from the UAW to the municipals, being caught up in, in money scams and scandals and fraud, and not to mention the, the so-called financial entities that charge the unions four and five times the cost to control their money as they lose it or give it away to their gangster friends. How have they been able to circumvent this kind of obvious mafia uh, uh, collusion? Yeah, well, uh, they've got a compliant media, a national media that doesn't talk about it. And, and Sean, you know, you don't have to go far back in time to find two former presidents of the United Auto Workers Union going to jail. I think they're out of jail now for good behavior, but they, they literally went to jail for stealing union members' money. Twelve executives went to jail for fraud and for and stealing money and, and extortion and all those things. And one big part of that was exactly what you're talking about. You know, buying 50,000 UAW watches and paying double the price and having them sitting in a warehouse, but someone gets a kickback for buying that from some marketing company. I mean, these stories are, if you just look, it doesn't take much. You turn over a small shovel full of dirt and you find lots of stories of union officials who are corrupt and on the take because they have this power given by the government to compel people to pay them no matter what or lose their job. Now, Labor Day weekend is one of those communist propaganda weekends where we're told that the labor extortion mafia known as the unions is responsible for another day off. Yet it seems to be wherever there are private companies that commingle their their employees with these uh, unions, they got a lot of days off, like yellow trucking, which is a tremendous scandal, yet I hear nothing about it. Do we have the numbers of how many people were cast into poverty and unemployment from that debacle. Yeah, it was 30,000 employees, 22,000 Teamsters that were put on the unemployment line with the bankruptcy. And, you know, what happened there is interesting. They, you know, Yellow Freight, they've got, they've got problems, too. But the idea of trying to do some reform of the union, they, they, the unions agreed to some reforms on the West Coast as related to consolidating some, some, you know, some transportation centers and things like that. But the union wouldn't agree to that on the East Coast and basically said, you either, you either do what we say or you shut down and we're not going to going to negotiate or to go on strike. And immediately upon announcing that there was a, 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 a even a, the smell of a strike, everyone who was shipping goods just stopped shipping from Yellow Freight. So they had no they had no freight, they had no cash flow, and the next thing they had to do was file bankruptcy and everyone's out of work. Corrupt gangster politics is where this entity thrives. So they thrive in New York, New Jersey, Chicago, and California. There's another scandal afoot with the... Um, with the supply chain, the real beginning of it, in Long Beach, California. In fact, they have always threatened to strike. They've, it's like a yearly thing. I remember hearing about it about a month and a half ago, but as I look into it, uh, they really kind of caved, and they just kept going so that people don't realize 
the world ports are almost completely automated and these scallywags don't even need to be employed. Do you think they're going to make noise as AI gains a stronghold in business in the future? Well, they absolutely will, and they're absolutely worried about that. And, and you know, electric vehicles cause problems to them as well. And we're going to see in September, on September 14th, when the UAW contract with the big three automakers expires, and the new boss over there, a guy by the name of Sean Fain, has said he wants a 42% raise in the 32-hour work week, and that's their starting negotiation position. And, frankly, they're going to try to shut down all three car manufacturers at once. And, you know, when you talk about the ports, you talk about the ILWU on the West Coast, and the ILA on the East Coast. And, you know, they just took down the, the Waterfront Commission in New Jersey and New York, and New Jersey's governor there is, is yelling and screaming about how happy he is now that the unions control the ports again in New Jersey. So maybe it doesn't uh, get better, Sean. Yeah, everybody should watch Marlon Brando and On the Waterfront. I mean, we've known about this fracking thing for 100 years, but it's like so many of the, of, of the, of the other government scams. It just thrives. It just gets bigger. But the idea is that they're dragging down the good workers in the public sector i mean uh, private sector excuse me so what is the do you think the the uh the new frontier of the corrupt unions in government is this why they give what are the, what's the percentage to to democrats is this the only time they can thrive is when you get an asset of enemies foreign and domestic like joe biden in charge i mean what does it look like if uh, joe biden were to lose well, it, it will be interesting. I mean, no question that the, the gas pedal is all the way to the floor for accumulating new power under this administration. I mean, Joe Biden said he's going to be the most pro-union president in American history. He's not the most pro-union president. He's the most pro-union boss president because rank-and-file workers, whether they be union or non-union, are being hurt dramatically by the so-called Bidenomics. And frankly, I think the change will be there will be a change in, in government, and hopefully they will rein in the power of organized labor. It, it doesn't seem to happen because Republicans oftentimes backbone, and you won't be surprised by that, Sean, to go after people that are going after them every day, every way. I mean, the only way you get union support is if you have a D behind your name anymore. You're right. You know, the UAW is threatening to withhold support for Joe Biden because he's letting too many non-union companies participate in the in the electric vehicle bonanza that is the federal government expenditures. And so they're saying they're going to withhold it. But I think last year they were 99% in for the Democrats. Two years ago, or four years ago, they were 98.9% in for the Democrats. And so they know where their butter, their bread is buttered, and so does Joe Biden. And so they'll just keep going, and rank-and-file workers will suffer for it, whether they be you know, workers at Yellow Freight or workers on the Keystone Pipeline or yes. workers that are – their paychecks are less because of the dramatic inflation from government spending. Mark Mix, if only we could make a connection between the taxation to the ordinary American, the person not in the scam – and uh, the taxation in states that have the right to work, I think we could get absolute and total support for the National Right to Work Committee, which is where you can find information. What's the official name of your website, Mark? You can find us at nrtw.org, nrtw.org. Mark Mix, as always, thank you for educating us and for joining me and for putting up a fight against the labor extortion mafia that only thrives when there are enemies of America in power. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Stay angry, my friend. Oh, always. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I have friends and family in the union. My father, a union bricklayer. 
I remember when he was forced to strike, he got a fraction of what they told him he was going to get. When he retired, he got a fraction of what he said they said that he was going to get. And who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? The only place this entity can even survive is through political corruption. They cheat their workers. They've created an entity where the upper echelon of the unions, they live like actual multimillionaires. People who work there live on nothing. The UPS average worker makes $35,000 a year. This half-assed, short-in-the-pants gangster, Sean O'Brien, makes with compensation 700000 a year. How is that right? How about, how, where does that money go? 90% of the money is given to government so they get contracts. It's a money laundering scheme. Do I still have to pretend Marlon Brando is a new star? And it's 1933. How you doing? How you doing? Not to mention they're fat-ass business agents. I wonder if, how many guns they could smuggle into Comiskey. I bet a lot. Chris in Milwaukee. Hey, Sean. I love it. Stay angry, my friend. That's your new, like, that's like your motto. That's awesome. It's Thank the you. world's most interesting radio host. Stay Thank angry, you my very, friend. Thank you very much. Anyway, Thank you. Hey, I, what, I, I've got a part-time gig. A client turned me on to it 17 years ago. I do it for health insurance. It's UPS in the Milwaukee area. I'm not going to say the location. No, don't get yourself. But at the same time... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, there were a number of us where I worked that uh, basically said, no, our paycheck says UPS. It does not say Teamsters. So Sean O'Brien can talk all he wants, but uh, it would not have gone down, at least in our location, the way he would have hoped. Here's an interesting uh, a little statistic I'd like people who work in the, at UPS to understand. How many millionaires did UPS make? Do you remember before they went public? If you worked there, if you loaded trucks, you had the opportunity to buy preferred stock before they went public, and they had different stock options. They gave to their workers for years. They took guys who were on trucks overnight and made them millionaires. How many millionaires has the Teamster made that wasn't in their mafia playing cards at night with their pinky rings on? Half-ass gangsters. Sean O'Brien. Yeah, those his poor wife. Those, those are the only millionaires in the, in the yeah. Teamsters, the, 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 the echelon at the top. But they don't, Thank- help, they don't help us at all. Yeah, thank God for the spin cycle on the dryer for the old lady. Sean and Darian, it could be me, baby. Yeah, hey, Sean, how you doing? I've listened to you many a times. I listened to um, Dan and Amy in the morning. Uh, Yeah, I just heard that you said your father was a union bricklayer. That's what I am. Yeah. been over 30, 34 years. Uh, I think the unions are a joke. I always have. They protect the bums, like you say. Uh, they, They forget that without contractors... There is no unions, you know. So it's just it's exactly. laughable, and they push, they push Demo- vote for the Dems yeah. in their magazines. When you go to vote for Pritzker, I mean, it's, but all the guys in the field, all the guys I know, are all conservatives, man. We're all Trumpies. So I just wanted to. Sean, you want to know something? You know? I'm going to tell you why I feel one of the reasons. One of the reasons I have, I have a multitude of reasons. I, 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 I have a legacy with the unions. Okay, one of the reasons I feel this way. My dad, years and years ago, when I was a little kid, my parents divorced when I was young. But when I was a little kid. My dad was invited to a union event, a union hall thing. He was invited by, the, at the time, the fat-ass business agent. And he goes to the event. My dad was a good-looking guy, like Flash Gordon, he looked. So the wife made eyes at the old man. Do you know the next day? My dad was the foreman. The next day, he was fired off the job. And when he's found out, what, what, do, you, what do you mean? Well, the, the guy said, you've got to fire you. you got to fire you. That's the kind of ticky-tack stuff they've always done. They've always done this. And they drive around in their cars that the regular worker pays for. Now they got their expense accounts that are parabolic like the bricklayers will never see. And when it comes time to pay you, they shortchange you unless you know one of these slobs. That kind of corruption, brother, I'm not good with. So, I, I, you know, when I do this, I'm fighting for you, for the old man, for all of the guys who get scroogey.
Because if you kiss the ring, oh, you got a cushy life. If you hang around with Sean O'Brien, if you're one of his simps from the playground, you got it made. That ain't good enough for me. You want that job? Go get a job in government where the mafia thrives. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Stay strong. Jerry, Western Burbs. Hey, Sean, you're talking about uh, Teamsters. The one, they're using the same model right now with the steel workers. Oh, yeah. U.S. Steel is, go- is going away, and it, the sale of the company is contingent upon them maintaining a union workforce. So the union gets to say who buys the company, not the shareholders. That's outrageous. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it, you've got, like you said, the short-in-the-pants gangster type that I'll is you, calling the shots on this. If it wasn't for the union, U.S. Steel would still be as big as it was in the God, when the Godfather was made. Thank you very much, Jerry. In the meantime, the unions made sure that the only options honest people had was to turn to other countries. That's the shame of it. You want to know why all these other countries got our business? Because of corruption between unions and government. And it's here to stay with this wrinkled-ass old dimwit asset of enemies foreign and domestic, some call president. I'll be back after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. NBC, (laughs) CNN, CBS, Mitch McConnell Health Timeline. See, Jiminy Cricket, old lady face Mitch, took all the attention away from the fact that 100 million Americans, when they hear the word senile, think of Joe Biden. Man, way to save the day, Republican morons. Scott in Sycamore represents a lot of friends and family that are mad at me right now. Hi, Scott. How's it going, Sean? Good. I have have two things for you. So one, you know, my experience with the firefighters union is every guy that, that was a big pusher of the union was usually the laziest bastard in 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 the department it's just the way it it's just the way it worked you know i loved my union that i never really had issues with them but all the fat cats at the top are making hundreds of thousands of dollars and the rest of us are all scrambling for scraps do you know how many guys hoffa when the kid when he got elected do you know how many guys he put out of work instantaneously because of accusations he made no evidence accusations he made so what he did is he cleared the table and he put all the short in the pants mafia that's where the sean o'brien comes from and you know that that kind of scandal is outrageous to me that it goes practically unnoticed and no one speaks of it people had their lives harmed and changed forever and they thought they were secure they did the right thing uh, uh as far as they were told they worked very hard but if they didn't have the right last name they were out of business. But if you had an O and an apostrophe in your name, you were like old man Daly at a social club. Sickening. Yeah, I mean, it took me 10 years to get on a fire department because I kept having to deal with the chief's kid or the lieutenant's kid or somebody else's kid. Just a bunch of BS. Finally went to a small department, got in the door, and kind of went from there. The other thing I have for you, Sean, since you're down in, in a neck of Florida that I know, yes, if you want really good Italian food, all right. There's a place called Carini's on Tamiami Boulevard, right be- right after you pass over um, the the road to Bonita Springs. Really? The place is All called right. Carini's. The food is amazing. T- My in-laws turned me on to it. I figured yeah. since you're down that way. My I studio's would- right there, babe. Where I'm broadcasting from is right there. So I'm going to take a look at it. Scott in Sycamore. 
Thank you very much for the recommendation. I truly appreciate that. Patrick Schomburg. Hello, Sean. Listen, I just saw Mitch McConnell on, on the <laughs> evening news. Politics must be so intoxicating, and the power must be so... I don't know what, what, what it must be like, but why would you hang... It's it's sad, brother. You, you know the power. Do you know the power? You know the names. The name. His last name. How much? How much real estate it's on in Kentucky? You know the power yeah. that this swindler has, and and not to mention the, the the assets. Look at his wife's father's shipping company prior to Mitch McConnell. Didn't it barely existed. After multi billions of dollars. You know this is open and notorious corruption. Open and notorious, like the Teamsters in, in cooperation with Joe Biden. Open and notorious corruption. So to see this idiot stand there and soil his trousers on TV when he couldn't speak, it's preposterous. It's an embarrassment to the nation. But do you realize right now when we talk about the economy, when we talk about the tranquility, when we talk about the principles of this nation, when you see this third world persecution of Donald Trump, it is an embarrassing time in American history. This is American Dark Ages. This is the worst this country's ever been. Where the most corrupt represent the government. So Mitch McConnell, ironically, Patrick, he should stay exactly where he is. You should represent the. You are the face of the Republican. Old, worthless, corrupt moron who can't figure out why his pants are wet. I like it. All right. <laughs> Can't ruin it for you. But it's true. It's absolutely true. Thirty seconds. We're in the middle of it. Why are your socks wet? Hit him with a pie. Slap him with a fish. Figure out how to get this dummy to say something. Standing there with that stupid look on his face. All right. Huh? Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. And they cover for him. Rather than say, look, this is obviously a disgrace. And we don't, Mitch McConnell can no longer be a senator. He cannot perform the duties. You know, you wouldn't think about it, but uh, in the Republic, a senator is kind of a big job. We got Dianne Feinstein, who apparently is on a date with Jimmy Carter. Nobody knows where the hell that dimwit is. It's, a, it's an embarrassment. And if that's not bad enough, the country is under the most corrupt leadership we've ever known. We've got the evidence. And, uh, and there's, aside from that, he's unfit. What is your reaction to House Republicans who say that they're urging a investigation into the federal response in Maui? Well, I'm, I welcome a federal response in Maui. No, no, no. It's an investigation about the incompetent federal response. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Uh, I, uh, I think that uh, they should go out and talk to every elected official, from the mayors to the governors to the United States senators to the congresspersons. Uh, I welcome them once they go out. Name one. Name one. You've been working with him for 50 years. Can you name one? You couldn't name Mayorkas, and you appointed him. In the meantime, when asked about it, what is the most obvious affirmative action dimwit the government's ever seen, also known as Sideshow Bob, have to say about it? Uh, thank you very much. Um, there's a new book coming, The Last Politician Inside Joe, Joe Biden's White House and the Struggle for America's Future. Uh, the Guardian has uh, excerpts today saying the president um, has told aides in private that he felt tired, and that explains why there are so few events before 10 a.m. So, so two questions. Is this why we're seeing um, brunch lids uh, in recent weeks? Today we had a breakfast lid. And has the president admitted to you? Wait, say that last part? 
So is that why we had a, a breakfast lid this morning? I mean, there, the, the book a is... A what? There was a break, the breakfast lid came to the, the oh, press for the first okay. time, I, I think. We've had some brunch lids in recent weeks as well. So my question is... is so is you that think we've had those lit because, the, because of this excerpt? Not really the excerpt. The book is suggesting the president tells aides he's tired. But that's in the excerpt, right? Yeah, and that that's why there have been so few public events before 10 a.m. I mean, that's a ridiculous I assumption to make. I mean, that's a ridiculous assumption to, to make. No, it's not. He can't get out of bed. He can't get up in the morning. I don't know what the hell's keeping him alive. It's like formaldehyde, B12, perhaps Viagra, maybe Cialis. How it is hard for us to keep up with this president uh, who is constantly, constantly working every day to get things done and making sure that we are delivering for the American people. And that's what, and I think that's what matters. I get it. I get what you're asking me, but the record matters too, Jake. The record. That's what you got to love, Democrats. There are no expectations. They expect corruption and failure and incompetence. Now they got a traitor as well. Jerry, Chicago. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. Uh, I just want to make a small point. You know, you're lambasting Mitch McConnell, his health. Yes. What you have to realize is there's a Democratic governor in the state of Kentucky. If Mitch McConnell resigns, the governor gets to make his replacement. So that's one less Republican senator that we're going to have. I, and Mitch my, McConnell my, has to hang on until another election. My accusation is this. It doesn't matter. Mitch McConnell is, is worse than a Democrat. We don't have a majority in the Senate. It doesn't matter. These are corporatist frauds. What Mitch McConnell, the damage and corruption he's promoted while his tenure as the Senate doesn't make any difference to me if he calls himself a Republican or not. I understand I'm supposed to believe he's this great uh, 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 guy with a lot of vision and he's done some things to benefit us. And what I'm saying to you is none of it matters when you look at the corruption alone that has thrived while he's been a senator. That's what I'm saying. And I understand. But I would adopt the philosophy that we have a party that's fighting for American righteousness. And, Jerry, that's where I have a hard problem. That's why I'm not an, uh, an Illinois Republican. That's why I don't support Republicans or the GOP writ large. Because what they've done is swindle us. And that's the problem. Mitch McConnell is a fraud to my belief structure. But I believe in Americanism and integrity and the rule of law. Mitch McConnell bastardized all of that. So I don't think he's an asset to my vision of Americanism. Okay, so the Democrats are better. No, 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 no. But don't don't pretend there's well, a lesser. You're, you're, wait a minute. Jerry, you're, you're pretending there's a lesser of two evils. There is no such thing. There's just evil. Yeah. How many wars did Mitch McConnell support? How much money and corruption and spending? Where was Mitch McConnell while well, the Pentagon lost $6 trillion? Where was Mitch McConnell? when he put together the $6 trillion bill that was just signed by Trump in 2020. Mitch McConnell's not an asset to me. He's part of the problem. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. And I mean no disrespect to Jerry, but I'm completely disagreeing with the premise. And I'll tell you why. History vindicates my opinion by far. Do you remember how much money and time 
a political movement that was started after Obamacare? Do you remember who put the nail in the coffin in the fight to repeal Obamacare? The dramatic collapse of the health care effort after seven years of promises to repeal and replace Obamacare, it came down to just one vote. John McCain's. Tonight we take you in. John McCain was the right hand of Mitch McConnell. And for years I heard about the lesser than two of two evils. The lesser of two evils. Look at your country today. It doesn't resemble the premises it was founded on. It doesn't resemble them. And the lesser of two evils is this rat bastard, Mitch McConnell, like his other moron, John McCain. They're not helping us ever, ever. And the spending, they click their heels like Kamala Harris in a male strip joint. They love it. Can't get enough of it. The corruption, his scallywag, Chinese communist wife. Do you think she's with him, Jerry, for his straw jawline or his masculine ways? I don't think so either. I'm tired of playing that freaking game. Kara, Orlando, Florida. Sean, I just want to say, I stopped calling in for a while because we were not in agreement on DeSantis, but I see we probably are. You are the only person speaking all of the truth in all of the media in all of America. Oh. And I just want to give you congratulations for that. Thanks. Try to expand your platform because more people need to hear what you're saying, because you say it in a way that actually makes sense that, for lack of a better term, dimwits can understand. That's and right. I just, you got to keep doing it. Got to keep yeah. doing it. You know, my wife sums it up. She, she, she loves to hate me. Thank you very much, Kara. It's the best way to sum it up, Squirrel. In the meantime, we've got another problem. Yeah, we do. And it's being ex- ignored, truly ignored, but it shouldn't be. And this goes to the intentional bastardization of what we're all, what we all took for granted. Why are we the richest country? We used to have principles, that's why. Now we've been seditiously conspired against by government supremacists, and the media is running cover for another major problem around the corner that most Americans should be aware of, considering 63% of us can't write a check for an unexpected $400 bill. The country's largest regional banks will borrow an additional $70 billion to help the financial sector recover from recent failures, according to... Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody's talking about this. ...to U.S. banking officials. The FDIC, Federal Reserve, and OCC rule aims to bring banks with more than $100 billion in assets up to Wall Street standards. Financial organizations like... So you want to know where all this spending goes? See, it doesn't go to you. And now you've got the Marxist mafia playing games like they're helping the people. There's been trillions of dollars created by Republican demand, like Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. Where's the money? It goes in the banking system. It goes to Wall Street. It doesn't come to you. You're the one that's been paying all the freaking taxes. And the money to maintain the infrastructure has been stolen. And not a, de- not a Republican discusses it. But I'm supposed to pretend Mitch McConnell is good for me. Hang on. Are you kidding me? I hope he doesn't see sunrise. What do you think of that? Uh, Alan, Wisconsin. Uh, two quick comments, Sean. Mitch McConnell is a bootlicking red Chinese puppet. And like you, I'm a secessionist. And at first you don't Ooh. succeed, try, try again. <laughs> I love it. Plus, I'm a secessionist. I think I like that. That's got to go on the back of my shirts. Al, you're getting a shirt. It doesn't say it yet, but we have to talk to the suits at the station. Because that's the answer. See... And you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your ancestors. You owe it if you believe in the principles 
of the enlightenment of Americanism, of righteousness. You have to understand who the enemy is. We've always known it's Marxism and communism and Democrat mafia. But the reason we're here is because of capitulation and cooperation of the so-called Republicans. That's why I reject each and every one of them except for a handful. And that's what we need to focus on. How to save the country isn't to go along with the lesser of two evils. You only get evil. You can't compromise with wrong. You only are wrong. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so The predictions of the collapse of the American health care system, if Obamacare were to be passed, was not done by Karnak the Magnificent, played by Johnny Carson. It's because government health care is the backdoor nationalization of failure in health care. Everyone knows this. But we forgot this for some reason. We adopted the philosophy of a government takeover of health care. And the result was insurance premiums with a parabolic increase upwards of 300%. 50% less doctors, nurses, and hospitals. Now the fix will be worse than the problem, as government fixes often are. My next guest knows this all too well. She's not only an expert on health care policy, she served as the chair of the Consumer Protect, or I'm sorry, Product Safety Commission. She's a nurse, an attorney, and a former member of Congress representing New York. She is Anne-Marie Burkle. How are you, Anne-Marie? I'm great, Sean. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so aggravated because we all knew what this would lead to. And I also know the bad side of Obamacare. Once it fails, as it was intended to do, government will come up with more and more power grab, more and more cost to the honest, ordinary American, and more and more failure. So what are they cooking up now? Because I understand from you in an article that there are the two greatest examples of government failure and corruption in the multi-million dollar Marxist Bernie Sanders and the gargoyle that should be hanging off of a library, Democrat profiteer policymaker Chuck Schumer. I don't know where to start. Um, so Bernie Sanders, for your listeners, is the chairman of the Health Committee in the Senate. That's the Health, Education, Labor, and Pension Committee. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. Go ahead. <laughs> and he dictates. He is the one who um, dictates the, the health care policy for the Senate and ultimately for the nation if it gets passed in the House and signed into law. So that's troublesome. You you made an excellent point, and that is Bernie Sanders is an avowed socialist. He wants to get to a single-payer system. That's always been his goal. And everything he does along the way gets him closer to that goal. And the other thing it does is it, it makes things so expensive, just like you said with the Affordable Care Act, with Obamacare. The premiums doubled. And so then that gives them the justification to go forward with a single payer. So it's all part of this plan. And I think it's really got to be understood by the Republicans. You don't support Bernie Sanders' health care agenda. I don't care what it is. 
because he's only got one thing in mind. And marie I uh, have the benefit of having a family friend who was a phenomenal doctor. So I never really went to a doctor. I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that goes to doctors anyway. I haven't been to a doctor since 1982. However, I was a small business person. And I watched as my premiums went from $500, but I kind of knew what socialism is. I'm, I'm from Chicago. I know that Barack Obama is a Marxist at best and a, a Democrat mafia member at worst. But the reality is I knew what the intention was. And sure enough, it drove up the costs in, in, in my plan to $2,400 a month. Now, the businesses that were put out of business, the marriages that broke up, the financial stress on the ordinary man really can't be quantified. But what can be quantified is the result. 50% less hospitals. The hospital where my kids were born, empty. Numerous hospitals empty. And the doctor friend I had in my family retired prematurely because of the obligations and the nonsense and the costs that catapulted on the backs of doctors. So... Through this history of absolute unmitigated failure, this bill is 14 years old and has destroyed American health care as we knew it. Is there a chance to pull it back, even though John McCain hopefully is long gone and can't come back from the grave to screw me again? Can we pull it back, or must I do what the intention was, to massively destroy the quality of American health care and drive up the costs? What is your prediction for the future? Well, I think, quite honestly, it's the ship has sailed, and it may be too hard to pull it back. But there are things that can be done right now. So, for instance, what Bernie Sanders is concocting in the Senate are bills that will, and I'll put this in quotations, bills that will lower the cost of drugs. But because we know anything the government touches becomes more expensive. So he's proposing to weaken and or destroy what's known as a PBM, a pharmacy benefit manager. That's one of his key bills. And that's the entity that negotiates with your health care plan on behalf of your health care plan with Big Pharma so that the cost of your drugs, they negotiate down the cost of the drugs for the health care plan. It's the only entity that cares about lowering drugs. They're financially incentivized in the whole drug supply chain. And so... By weakening them, he's going to increase, per American, the cost of drugs up to $1,000 a year. Per American. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. And so, and I'm quite perplexed and I'm dumbfounded, actually, that the Republicans would go along with this. Well, maybe they don't understand, but uh, there's a lot of corruption in big pharma, right? There's a lot of money to splash the pop up. You know, Anne-Marie, what's shocking to me is do do. Are there still people that do not realize what the goal is and that the the backdoor nationalization of the pharmaceutical industry as they did the healthcare industry? Can Big Pharma not figure this out? You know, this is the funniest thing. Everybody thinks these people are so smart. They're they're really quite stupid. And they've bought them off with a certain monopoly of corruption. But do they not realize that Bernie Sanders and the communists have a long vision of nationalizing everything? And the only way that a government single-payer health care system works is, 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 is if everything is a part of the government, including the pharmaceuticals. They will backdoor nationalize these companies. I, I am shocked at the lack of resistance by socialism that pharmaceutical companies are putting up. You're absolutely right. Senator Cassidy from Louisiana is the ranking member on that committee, and he's going right along with Senator Sanders. I would implore your listeners, call your senator, whether you're in Indiana or Illinois or uh, Wisconsin, and 
tell them, vote no on this legislation because it's going to only increase the cost of drugs. And it's going to further inject government into your health care decisions, which is never good. No, Anne-Marie, and, and, and the resistance to the health care costs has been offset through a variety of different subsidies and a variety of different examples of government uh, corruption. Unions had a sweetheart deal when Barack Obama was in, but I believe some of those have expired. What exactly is the deal with uh, government in general, those people who work for the Senate? I remember senators and congresspeople didn't have to partake in Obamacare. Uh, Are they still exempt or will they be cast into this? And does it really matter? I mean, they don't really pay their bills anyway, do they? It really doesn't matter, although I do believe their their health care system is slightly different than the Affordable Care Act. Um, but the real issue right now is stopping Bernie Sanders' agenda. I mean, with only one House, we've only got uh, the House. We don't have the Senate or the White House. The Republicans have got to stand firm, both in the Senate and in the House, to stop this madness and this push to get to a single payer. And, and you know, it's just... I I just don't understand what the Republicans are thinking. As a nurse and as an attorney, what is the effect you've seen on health care workers? I remember when I was a kid, it was a completely different world. I remember when I was in business and I was having kids before Obamacare. Everything was so much cheaper and everything was so much more abundant. Are you seeing people put up a, 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 an argument because they have been directly affected in nurses and doctors? Are you seeing a kind of a, a, a push for a, a revival of free market health care? Well, yeah, unfortunately, we saw many physicians leave because of the Affordable Care Act and that requirement to have electronic medical records. Yeah. The cost of that was prohibitive and the bureaucracy and everything else and some of the reporting requirements. So we do see, and I think with the vaccine mandates, we saw many healthcare professionals leave healthcare um, because they didn't want to be told what to do. Um, so I think that, that that's a big part of it. But what we see right now as a result of this, you mentioned it earlier, this conglomeration and of hospitals. So what I trained at a community hospital here, 425 beds, wonderful hospital. And now it's been taken over by a, a healthcare organization, Trinity Health. Now there's 80 hospitals in that plan. It's not personalized. The care has gone downhill. The, the care, the healthcare professionals are not treated well. And so it's that we're seeing some of that. The physicians no longer practice on their own. They are part of the healthcare system, that hospital system, which is problematic. It leads to much higher billings. Uh, sometimes you go in to see your doctor, but if the hospital, if they work for the hospital, the hospital will bill for your doctor's visit at the hospital rate. And so that significantly drives up costs in health care. So there's so many things that Republicans could do to get the free market back into health care. Um, you know, they, they break up the relationship between government and pharma. First, oh. modernize the FDA use bioidenticals and and uh, make sure that the patent system is fair and that pharmacies uh, pharma isn't you know playing games keeping patents on drugs um, because when you have bioidenticals and you have generics that's significantly less money than a name brand drug so there's a lot of things that the republicans could do and they haven't mentioned it they didn't mention it the other night at the debate it's, that's it's exactly my next question to you for 10 years Anne marie 10 years, a Tea Party movement was started, and from your, 
your your congressman to your senator, but more importantly, your just average politician was running on repealing this, on fixing it. Now mums the word. Don't you think there is an avenue, a lane for somebody to come new, anew and say the first thing I'm going to do is remove this debacle that has crushed and forever changed the trajectory of American health care? Most definitely. The Republicans are really, I think, missing an opportunity here. You know, inflation, we see it in gasoline, electricity, our food prices. Well, it's affected health care as well. You've got a lot of seniors on fixed incomes, and the cost of a health care premium and or the cost of drugs is, you know, people are going to start to have to make choices between food, basic things, and their drugs. So, yeah, the Republicans really, there's a I think a wide avenue for them and an opportunity to really take on health care and start injecting the free market back into our health care system. And I, I'm just disappointed that they haven't done that so far, but hopefully they will, um, because I, I think the American people are crying. It's a concern. They're crying out for some relief here. And Maria, I'm so disgusted with the Republican Party writ large. Uh, you have to remember, I'm originally from Illinois, and to watch these cohorts of corruption is really despicable as they run and raise money on one principle, and once they attain office, they are very happy to be a sidecar to the failure and corruption that the Democrats have. You must have a, a particularly unique window. You were a congresswoman from New York. Me, personally, as somebody who comments on this, and I, I don't watch men in tights chase balls, this is all I focus on, I think it is absolutely and totally time to break apart the party's strength. They have a duopoly of corruption, and people get in these committees because they buy it from the GOP nationally, yet they still have maintained a stronghold on politics. Do you think there is an opportunity, and, and moreover, do you think the people are aware of how they hold power? I think it's time for another party. I really do. I'm curious to know what you think. Well, uh, yeah, um, I, I think the American people, and I think that's what we saw with Donald Trump, more of a populist party uh, getting away for, from, you know, the Republicans and how they used to think, a white elite men. It's changed now. The, the Republican Party looks different. But I, you know, I do think, and it, there are some good people in Congress. I watch what Jim Jordan doing, yeah. what Comer is doing. Some of these guys are just... Um, working so hard to try to get to the truth and do the right thing. And uh, Jim Jordan was there when I was there. He's from Ohio, Congressman, just relentless in trying to get to the pursuit of truth and what's happening up there. But, um, you know, it's, it is frustrating. The Republicans and particularly Republican senators have let down the American people and they really haven't done what they should be doing. The most obvious yeah, well, the most obvious answer for this situation is to once again turn the power over to the people who actually produce and provide. This idea that the Republicans run on nothing is, I think, a major problem. Why do they not run on something as simplistic as, as if you're concerned for people that don't have health care, let's incentivize health care providers to give care for free and deduct it from their taxable income. This way you incentivize the best people, whether they be doctors or hospitals, whatever the case is, to provide care to people who cannot pay so they don't pay more taxes, and it is a cost of nothing to the people. Why are they so void of ideas and the ability to articulate the principles of free market capitalism? I think that's the question of the day. It's why I've been writing these op-eds, because they they absolutely must do it. They, they're abdicating 
their responsibilities to the Democratic Party and to Bernie Sanders, of all people. It's You're absolutely right. Um, I'll just mention another thing he's pushing in his uh, health care agenda, and that is you hear them talking about insulin price caps, and they make it sound like it's going to really help bring down the cost of insulin. All that's going to do is limit what the consumer pays at the pharmacy when he picks up his insulin. It has nothing to do with how much pharma can charge on the other end for that insulin. And what you're going to have is those prices going up. The health care plan's got to absorb that price. Uh, which increases premiums and doesn't allow the employer to uh, hire more people or give raises because his health care costs have gone up, just as you mentioned earlier. Have you considered coming off the bench? <laughs> I have. I, I always do. I always think about it. Well, uh, I want you to do it, and I want you to do it under a, an Americanism or a party of, of principles. There has to be something, and there has to be good people, and you have the background, a nurse and an attorney. You're offended on both levels. When you see the, law, the principle of law be bastardized and this law be used as a spear and the changing during the, the challenge at the Supreme Court, don't you think we should challenge it again as they manipulated and, re, and, and a Supreme Court justice rewrote the term of taxation? Don't you think we should bring it up again? I, I, would, I would love that, and it would really take challenges in the court you know the problem is you go up against the government and it's very difficult for a company to get involved with litigation and with the government government has unlimited funds and unlimited time and so for someone in the private sector to take up that mantle is very difficult i mean that's the reality of it when i worked at the consumer product safety commission for a company to sue the government it's nearly impossible they can't it's very difficult to beat and so people just settle I hate the idea. Yeah, Bernie Sanders and the Soviet ideology, unfortunately, has backdoor uh, taken over our our government. I I, I truly hate the idea of it. But one thing that scares me just as much is the concept of the adaptability people have to servitude. And I left Illinois. I live in southwest Florida now because my neighbors got very, very comfortable with the gangster government control the Democrat mafia had on Chicago and, and Illinois writ large. Have you, if you do run, will you move or will you try to win in another area that has become very comfortable with mafia politics in New York? Yeah, New York is a very difficult state. I would move whether I run or not. Um, I'm considering moving. My daughter, my youngest daughter, is also a nurse, and she was in New York City at the peak of COVID. And after two years, they said, you got to get a vaccine now. And so she's now practicing uh, nursing in Florida because... Oh. Where it's still there are still some freedoms, so she's down in Jacksonville. That's oh. you know that's the reality of of this. And and you're right, people were amazingly compliant and complacent with all of that. And now when they start talking about mask mandates again and vaccine mandates, it's pretty pretty troubling. And I think this time there would be some resistance. Well, Anne Marie, if you decide to move to Florida, I live in Collier County, and I have to drive to find a Democrat. So uh, you also know a good broker. My company is called Liberty Real Estate, and I, we should start the Liberty Party, and you'll be my first candidate. So if you move to Southwest Florida, you stay in touch with me, will you? I love the sounds of that. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Anne Marie Burkle, for joining me. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. 
Bunny, you think Prof comes in and listens to my clips? I don't play and plays them. Have you noticed that? I did too. I noticed it. Prof. What action that happened at this meeting? Who were they talking about? What took place? That's what we want to know. More importantly, I think that's what the American people want to know. The Department of Justice informed the House Judiciary Committee it would not cooperate with subpoenas for two FBI agents. And what? Then who oversees the Department of Justice or the FBI? The mafia. Nobody. Quarter mile away from Mike Madigan's headquarters for 50 freaking years. I don't know. What do you mean he's a gangster? I had no idea. I don't know. Nothing. You got to love it, the freaking Democrats. Here's one. What's up, Chubby? I was wondering, I wonder why Rudy didn't jump Kushner for the dough from those Saudis. I think he would have got a couple of bucks out of the Saudis. Apparently he's broke. Do you know why I I agree with you? You know what Kushner was, right? No, 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 wait a minute. You know who Kushner was? You know who his scumbag father was, right? You know who he They're Bill Clinton's one of his biggest donors. Democrats, like yourself. He was a... Yeah, but Rudy... Rudy, You might be on the side with him being a traitor, like the rest of you. But Rudy, Rudy could probably be a doorman at that white elephant he's got in Manhattan. Oh, I think you're really rough. I think you don't like Rudy for a couple of reasons. Number one, he put away a lot of Democrats. But number two, he represents another part of the Viagra army, such as yourself and the rest of the Democrats. So I do understand it. But Rudy had a good day. Yes, he did. He had a good couple of days. I woke up this morning more excited than I have in weeks. He said, Viagra. why? Because I got a fight on my hands and a justifiable one. We're going we're gonna to beat these fascists into the ground. What is he specifically charged with here? That he made false claims of election fraud over and over again, and specifically... Made- you mean like that fat slob built like uh, Cream Puff Jim and the teacher that shot her, her friend with the gun in her roll? What's her name? Stacey Abrams? The one with love handles on her neck? You mean like that? Isn't she denying the election up until this day? Or how about the other... The other one with the rash on her inner thigh for the last 48 years, Hillary, Duchess of Chaffington Clinton. You mean like her or maybe Al Gore and his linebacker-sized wife, Tipper, or the rest of the Democrats, scallywags. So this idea that you can't question, of course you know it was stolen. And the Democrats know exactly how to misuse, misuse the weapon of government against not just Donald Trump, but all, anybody that would question their fascism or corruption. New tonight, the New Hampshire Attorney General is reviewing a constitutional argument that Donald Trump can't run for president. The state AG and Secretary of State issuing a joint statement today saying their officers are following a legal discussion over Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which disqualifies anyone who engages in insurrection or rebellion against the U.S. after taking... Yeah, if you want to throw it over to a fascistic, corrupt Marxist nation, you have to do it from the bureaucracies like the... FBI, you rats, you morons. That's why if you're ever questioned by the FBI, say guts on ghoul. Except does your wife have Sean Thompson's watch? Because he lost it to some tramp in the 80s. Crooked Joe Biden's only campaign strategy is indicting me. That's all they can do. Keep indicting him on nonsense. Going on extended vacations and sleep, sleep, sleep. That's what he wants to do. He wants to sleep and he wants to go to the beach and sleep. He thinks he looks good in a bathing suit. He doesn't. He's absolutely right. He looks terrible in a bathing suit. He looks like that preacher from Poltergeist. John Garfield Ridge. 
Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight, brother? Wonderful. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, uh, you know, while we can poke fun at his weight all we want, you know, but at, at least Minnesota fans can play a good game of pool. I mean, yeah. uh, what do uh, what do JB Pritzker's and Chris Christie's? Hold on a minute. Uh, JB Pritzker, JB Pritzker couldn't put on Jackie Gleason's shorts. Let me tell you something right now. There was a different stage of fat. Jackie Gleason probably tipped the scales at two thirty. JB Pritzker's <laughs> no. forearm weighs two hundred. Go ahead. You know, but these guys and, and your you know Chris Christie and your CPS teacher at a White Sox game. You know, I mean, what do these gluttons ever bring to the table? You know, oh, I, I mean, like it. Hey, I love it. I, I can't wait. To, have you seen a picture of her? Do you ever see a picture of Fatty Boombalati? Notice how they're smothering all information on her? I can't yeah, wait to yeah, see the I, rolls on her. I love that stuff. Know, Excellent Sean, CPS. You fired a few yeah. pistols before, right? Oh, well, in my day. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a 9 or 38, maybe 22. I mean, so you know how loud it can be. I mean, I mean, yeah. just how much freaking belly fat do you have to have to completely muffle out the sound of a pistol firing? Maybe that'll be her new I nickname, wanna, wanna, the muffler. I like that. We call it a muffler. Thank you very much. The Hamburglar, Fatty Bumbaletti. The jokes write themselves, kind of like uh, Chicago in, in general. The jokes write themselves. Two teenage boys, one 15, the other 16, had been charged in connection with two armed robberies. And then whoa, whoa, whoa. All of a sudden, they're boys? You want to give me the height and weight? Because the one was at least six foot three, 214 pounds. I don't give a rip how old he was. In the meantime, notice the news. Two boys. I wonder if you're staring at the barrel of a gun. And a six foot three moron has it. You realize he's just a little boy. Northwest side. One of the robberies happened in the 300 block of Northwestern Avenue Monday night. Chicago police say the pair were identified as the suspects in two separate armed robberies earlier that night. Just a little couple of boys, little mischief. Here's another Democrat story. Developing story, this one from the Auburn Gresham neighborhood. Two Chicago firefighters are now safe after being locked inside of a basement of a home by the owner. It happened around noon yesterday yesterday, near 77th and Marshfield. The owner had a knife and forced these two men into his basement. Emergency- I ever tell you what happened to me, Squirrel, when I used to work at the Merck and some hobo after a night of a couple of cocktails way back when I used to tip him back, tried to rob me in the garage with a knife, let alone a fireman standing there with an axe. I understand, though, the basement was uh, drenched in gasoline. I still would have hit him in the forehead with that axe. Don't firemen carry axes anymore? Like Vikings? I think they did. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Wonderful. I just want to follow up on Cream Pop. Jim, hey, Cream Pop, if you realize... The airports are all in uh, schools, and the police stations are filled with illegal immigrants. You got crime going out the door. I bet if Mayor Giuliani was the mayor here in Chicago, things might be a little different compared to Mayor Brandon and other doofus. Robert Cream Puff Jim is the example of why you, you you should have more hope in the illegal alien that came here because he escaped a mafia government. Because Cream Puff Jim will wallow in Democrat corruption and failure that enriched him through a phony make-believe pension he thinks he earned while he was gaining 248 pounds. So I think, uh, don't be too hard on the illegal aliens. They're far more, you have a a far brighter future with the illegal aliens being able to vote than you do the standard step-and-fetch Democrat mafia member. They don't care who the Democrat is. They'll vote for the bust-outs. Jim in South Elgin. Hey, how you doing? Good show. Um... Last hour, you were talking about a few things with uh, health care and things, and one of the issues when Obamacare came up, they did not address tort reform on a national basis, which uh, helped Texas quite a bit because they put the cap on, on non-economic, non-economic damages and lawsuits 
a lot of doctors moved from places like Illinois to Texas because malpractice was much rates were much more reasonable. Hey, what happened? What happened to those guys from Illinois? Those two Tea Party members, the scumbag Kinzinger and the Morphodite, who would sell his mother for fifty dollars, Joe Walsh. Whatever happened to those two guys when they went to Washington? How'd that work out? Well, it, it changed them. Actually, Peter Roskam, same thing. He was a very conservative guy when he went. Well, to he's Washington. a big lobbyist now. I hear he's raking it in. Oh yeah, he might even have a nine eleven now. Like the rest of the lobbyists, scum. Yeah, they're doing great. Do you know how much Jackie Gleason weighed? I couldn't tell you. 235 pounds. Can you imagine that? Do you know it it would take Atkins and a strong workout plan and six years to get J.B. Pritzker down to that. Thank you very much, Jim. In the meantime, we got a different definition of fat. We got a different definition of success, and we still have the same old definition for corruption. He has his finger on the pulse of what it is that the American people need. He talks about issues that really matter to the American people. And no, he doesn't. He bribes Democrats. He bribes labor extortion mafias. He's a gangster, and his supporters are wannabes. They're wannabe gangsters, and they would vote for Mengele if he promised to give a more welfare check. Absolutely, each and every time and twice on Monday. SNAP funds are now being replaced as well. So if you have been a victim of electronic theft or even SNAP had your SNAP benefits stolen between October 1st of 2022 through June 30th of 2023, you will have until September 1st to report the fraud to the Colorado Department of Human Services. So So you know what that means, Squirrel? You just say your SNAP benefits were stolen and they double down and give you more money. Democrat Mafia way. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. So, a lot of the... uh, problems we have are because entitled children are making the rules. Now, entitled children can be wrapped in 80-year-old wrinkled wear, but they're still intellectual children. And it's fun to watch the mafia, even so far as your local areas, appeal to the intellectual infants in our society. Here is a, uh, a guy running for city government by the name of J.J. Campbell, and he is going to tell um, kids to influence their parents, which I found to be ironic. After all, that's the only play, way you could get to a society that pretends that uh, socialism or government control or government supremacy can somehow lead to utopia. I wish the people understood how much of an impact they can have, even in places where they may feel disenfranchised, at the city government, at the city, at the municipal level in particular. Even kids can have a huge impact in having conversations with their friends and talking about the things that they care about and talking with their parents about the things that they care about, that they care about. Many parents are influenced by their children far more than their children would ever believe. And that goes all the way up to, to, the, mayor's, um, to the mayor's seat. It makes sense. The only way you could get here with the I want generation is if children were influencing their parents. That's why you have more hope in people who are migrating here. And here's something I found that I thought you would appreciate. You're going to vote for Trump in 2024. Yeah. Why? He loves Mexicans. What makes you say he loves Mexicans? He talks a lot about us. He thinks a lot of us, so hey, he loves him. So you love Trump? Yeah. So you're going to vote for Trump? Yes, sir. What about when he said most Mexicans are crossing illegally? What do you say to all that? It's true. That's 
why you should have a bright spot. And I also wanted to play a cut. Don Graves is a World War II veteran. Don Graves is a surviving Iwo Jima veteran, which is really something to behold. And Don Graves gives you hope to what character can achieve. That was drain pipe that that flag was put on. People don't know that. We had no pole for a flag. We didn't know anything about a flag going up on the mountain. So they found this drain pipe and they put it together. And the Japanese used it to get rainwater down in the cave. They couldn't remake their water. They couldn't purify it like we did. We purified our water. It didn't taste too good, but it was pure. And when we get up to the crest and stand there, look here to that wall. There it goes up. Man, it was a shock. And everybody saw that flag go up out in the bay all those ships out there let go in the air with tracers and rockets and our boys over on the north fighting with the airstrip while we're doing Surabachi, they start opening up with tracers <laughs> it was just like a spectacle it infuriated the Japanese they fought twice as hard we put our flag on Japanese soil for the first time in history how far were you from that flag? well from here that picture on the wall and the flag still repulses the enemies to freedom, still repulses the Democrats who have bastardized the principle of America. This is the idea that they're going to win. They're not going to win anything. They can run the illusion. They can tell the lies. They can buy the politicians. They can buy the welfare roaches. But ultimately, the principles of Americanism win. So I want you to understand this. We are going to win, but we're only going to win if we correct our own house. You're not going to win by trying to convince communists and government supremacists that we need to convert them. What you need to do is clean your own house. So when I talk about rejecting corporatist frauds like Adam Kinzinger, like Mitch McConnell, like the scumbag Joe Walsh, like any other never Trumper scum, that's who you need to stay away from. It doesn't matter if you win and those are the guys you win with. They're the ones who have been stabbing us in the back for decades. And it doesn't matter how big the fight or what the stakes are. They will continue to stab us in the back. Inside the drama, the vice president trying to convince him and reports of President Trump calling McCain right before his vote. ABC's Mary Bruce back up on the Hill tonight. Didn't matter, though. Didn't matter because John McCain was a never Trumper. He didn't care about the ramifications and the financial destruction to America. May he burn in hell. He didn't care. And that's why this idea that you'll be told to give money and the lesser of two evils. And he's a Republican. He's helping us. They're all wrong. And that's why we're in this position. Reject each and every government supremacist, even when they pretend to be Republicans. Reject their lobbyists. Reject their scams. And reject their shills like Vivek Ramaswamy. We'll be back in 21 hours. In the meantime, I want you to remember, we will win in the end because they're just putting lipstick on failure and corruption. And they're trying to sell it to you. Don't buy the shtick. I'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.